<laughs> ben, welcome, welcome to my podcast. This is Aiden meets interesting people. Uh, thanks for having me up here in in Dunkel. This is am, I, am I pretending this is the first? No, day? this is actually working this time. <laughs> We've had a little technical error yeah. uh, and the first seven minutes of this chat didn't work. So if, if, if this first seven minutes sounds a little uh, rehearsed, then it yeah. quite possibly is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but you never know. That's uh, right. Generally with you, uh, no two conversations revolve in the same direction. No, so. no, my brain doesn't work that way. So. <laughs> so as I say, thanks for having me up here in uh, Dunkeld, your, your pseudo hometown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Been here seven years now. Previously from Melbourne, but... Pre- uh, Melbourne via Queensland via... Oh, yeah. that's right, yeah. Yeah, I lived in the outback and lived on the coast and... And yeah. now here in the bush. Yeah, Dunkeld well, at the foot of the Grampians. This doesn't feel like the bush. Longreach feels like the bush. Right. You don't feel isolated till you live like four hours from a Woolworths. Like a Macca's run takes you two days, you know? Like, <laughs> You've got to really want them nuggies, don't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> you do, you do. So um, some of our, our eagle-eyed viewers, people who are watching this on the uh, Aiden Meets Interesting People YouTube channel... We'll be able to see... The masses. Um, Mount, yeah, the masses. Well, we had 150 last yeah, time. No, that's no, good. No, 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 that's, that's good numbers. It's going to build. They don't start paying you until you get 10,000, though. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get a few more. <laughs> Thanks, YouTube. Uh, Mount Sturgeon, out yeah. the window there. This yeah. is, your, this is your, literally your backyard. Your, your house is 100 metres from here. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we, we don't own it. No. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, our, our, our home is down the road there. Yeah, yeah. So, which is nice. Nice place to live. Um, and I've got you on to Aiden Meets Interesting People because I think that um, you do have uh, an interesting life. And whenever we get together, because we met through comedy and um, yeah. we always have some, uh, some pretty good chats and some pretty good catch up. So, I thought, let's make it official, you know. <laughs> like we're dating or something. Yeah, yeah, put it on Instagram. Oh, uh, <laughs> because not, I think... I'm um, not putting your ring on my finger. <laughs> I think our, our, two, our two versions of comedy are, are, are quite different yeah. um, because you focus quite heavily on your, your day-to-day um, battles. Is battles the right... I asked you this before, if battles are the right word for someone who's going through mental illness. Yeah. Like someone who suffers from mental illness or somebody who battles from mental illness. Yeah, I guess. Is that how, what you would say? I guess, I mean, yeah, mental illness is a chronic thing. Like it's no... And you have, yeah, some good days and you have some bad days and, and whatever else. And I guess uh, comedy, you know, it's been said a million times, comedy is a reflection of your life. Right. I, you know what I mean? Like you talk about, you know, you talk about China and, and Tinia. Yes. And like... <laughs> Uh, and th- that's your life is you know Chinese food and tinia. Yes. Um, cool. And you know parts of mine mental illness and I guess like, had a son in the last few years. So yeah. then that became something in itself. In. And yeah. So that becomes part of your, your jokes as well and and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I mean I, I guess. You and as you know, I'm a terrible watcher of comedy. Like I don't watch <laughs> any comedy. Yeah. And, but I, I love doing it and I love trying to push the boundaries of it and see what you can do to make people laugh. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only laugh comedy, at things that they shouldn't laugh at or laugh I, no, at things I, that they'd never thought was funny but is funny? If, uh, laugh at things, I think that's probably the second one there. So, like, if you're doing a joke... And I always struggle to make this joke work, but I sort of thought I had recently, like, you know, I, I made a joke about, you know, putting a rope around my neck and going feet first bungee jumping. Yes. Like, like no one ever got it until I started saying rope around your neck. But, like, you know, it's obviously quite a 
a dark topic. I and mean, if you said to someone um, that you're going to make it funny, they probably wouldn't believe you. But I mean, uh, like, I like to think I'm pretty good at it, and I like yeah. to think that people do laugh at it. Um, Definitely, I wouldn't even try. I, I couldn't for two reasons. One, um, because I don't have a day-to-day um, experience with mental illness, I think it's not—it's not my place to be. Yeah, um, yeah. So I wouldn't—I wouldn't bring that into my comedy. But two, I, my brain doesn't work like that. I can't think how that's funny. It's funny when you when you're on stage and you do it, and it's funny. And maybe because you do live with it and you do deal with it on a day-to-day basis, that it, it, because you're laughing at it, I'm allowed to laugh at it. Yeah. But I couldn't yeah. do it. No way. I couldn't get up on stage and say those sorts of things. Yeah. I mean, and and. <laughs> I mean, mental illness and, and, and drug abuse and all those sort of things. I mean, what, what you see on stage is only the tip of an iceberg. Like, <laughs> like, like no one really knows with... Yeah, I've got to be careful to say you we're recording this. But, like, like you know, yeah, there's a lot more to this stuff than... than yeah. But, I mean, I guess from a personal perspective, I, I would feel bored doing comedy that was, I, was like... <laughs> Just dick jokes, clean like, or yeah, okay. or just or and clean can be good. Like clean, yeah. clean can be good. Like um, and like you know, look, I am gonna do some poo jokes because like no <laughs> one, like you know, no one sort of anticipates when you become a parent how much of the first three years are just taken <laughs> up with just like dealing with shit. Like, right. like you know, like like you know, you know, like I used to, you know, you want to use a public toilet before I had my son, like. You know, I'd rip off so many sheets. It looked like I was building a nest, you know? Like, <laughs> and then, like, three Jeez. years after wiping his ass and, like, just shit explosions, like, I, I don't... I, I don't even, I'll lick the public toilet clean, you know? Like, you know, there's, so no, there's, more, be jokes, there's no more nest building. Like, like it's okay. To, so, I, I guess with the mental illness, it's like, it's a talking about what's a reflection of your life. Yeah. I guess. And, yeah, that, that's, that's where it comes from. And... Um, so, but it, but you still got to deliver it. it it's still, it's still. It, it, I tell you, it's really hard to. It's a really hard topic to deliver in five minutes. That's where yeah, it's really tough, okay. I reckon, because you almost need to warm the audience up to laughing and then bring them in. Right. Like, so we'll we'll talk about in a, in a minute. Um, you did a twenty nineteen Melbourne International Comedy Festival show. Your, your yeah. one and only comedy festival show, a full hour show, um, called Bright Side and Suicide. So we'll we'll talk about that. Um, in a bit, how that linked together, but just run me through on a on a day to day basis, purely mental illness. So forgetting comedy, what does your mental illness look like? How does it manifest? Um, how how would people know that you were having issues? Um, you know, you said what your wife sees. You can share what you like, but what yeah, you know, what sort of stuff would she see if I was to interview her? What would she say? Uh, I, I guess, like, people probably, I mean, like, new wife, my wife's the same here. They probably only see the really bad side of it when you're sort of incapacitated, in bed, can't get out of bed. Right. That sort of stuff. The day-to-day stuff is like, I struggle to relax. I'm not someone who can relax easily. That'd be, that'd be my day-to-day, like, just feeling yeah, agitated. Ed- edgy, yeah, yeah, all the time. All yeah. the time. Um. And then, yeah, sometimes, yeah, like just not being able to switch my brain off, which, like, you know, that, there's, there's good aspects to that. I think it helps with writing comedy and things like that. But, 
Yeah, so I guess that's that's my day to day. That's my day to day background. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, that that edginess. Yeah. yeah and that's probably why I like I love drugs so much. Like <laughs> no, and bruising in the past. Like right. it, it is because like it does it it it, it gives me and like that Pink Floyd song is a great song about drugs, comfortably numb. Because that's how I love to feel. Because not every day, but because yeah. I never feel relaxed and you know that's where drugs and stuff seem to creep in so drugs and alcohol enables you to turn that part of your brain off yeah and relax yeah yeah yeah. is that probably a very common if i was to interview and and talk to other people with mental illnesses who also have drug and alcohol would you imagine that that's a similar answer that they would give me yeah i mean i guess everyone's different yeah like and i mean it's it's a double-edged sword like you know like some there's a bloke, you know, like, you don't know it's your place to say this stuff, but I mean, he took his own life, but he, I don't know what exactly happened, but something happened in, in his youth, which made him stop drinking. I think it might've been a car accident or something. Right. And I sometimes wondered like, to, like, and I'm not saying that like, you know, I've overdosed more times than Keith Richards. I'm not saying <laughs> that's a good thing. Um, but I sometimes wonder if like, if the night he killed himself, if he just got shit faced to get away from his head for one night, whether he would have like lived another day. Like, so it sounds like a cop out and an excuse. And I'm not saying it's a, yeah. So, so I don't know. It's it's a tough one. Like people like to judge and my mental illness came first and the drugs and alcohol came second. And I know there's plenty of people who got into drugs and then, you know, but I don't have psychosis. I don't have, I've got a range of anxiety sort of disorders. Like, like essentially it's all just anxiety manifested in a few different forms but right so which is why i like like things that numb me so um yeah so i like yeah i think we're very quick as a society to judge but then you know you know and that's you know um and that's yeah i joke about drugs and alcohol quite a bit and do you think it's just general misunderstanding as to what like people need a reason to feel like people like if you broke if you break your arm, it's like how did you break your arm? Yeah, like, right. Yeah, I, I just wake up and it was broken. Well, people, like, yeah, as humans, it like, slowly broke over six weeks. Yeah, well, I think like, as yeah, humans, as humans, we like, um, we we like to find a reason something. You had a heart attack because a valve was blocked or whatever. Our mental right. illness is more difficult. I think like you know it happens. You know, I think for me, genetics and trauma and all that sort of stuff in, comes into it and then you end up where you're at i guess right so is it do you obviously you have good days and bad days and whatever else um would you would you say that most of your days are good days or most of are bad days but you're very good at dealing with it um and I'm assuming that there's waves, so you'll no, have bad yeah. weeks and, and well, good fortnights. And look, it's 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 rare that I end up in bed for extended periods these days, but right. it, it it tends to happen more after a while. Like like, unfortunately, like 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 I think medication, not ODing on medication. I'm talking general, actual, properly prescribed and yeah. taken responsibly medication. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something that. Like will always be part of my life, but over a period of time, like unfortunately, they can wear off. I think, and 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 I think that's, I guess, part of the 
the thing is recognizing when it's starting to wear off and then switch, okay. switching to something, you know, because there's a lot of different ones and, you know, it doesn't mean your you can't... Your body builds a tolerance to yeah, those I sorts think so, of... Yeah, I, I think so for me it does. And then yeah. the bad days become more and more frequent and then, yeah, then it's, it's like, well, I've got to get a medication change because I can't keep going through this. So... Right. But unfortunately, yeah, mental health is... is do you, not, do you pick that up in yourself or is that when your wife taps you on the shoulder and says... No, Oi. no, no, I pick it up in myself. Yeah. Like, or it's obvious. Like, you, yeah. you're beginning to just... You can't, you can't function, like, any more. Like, you, you, you can't go to work if you can't get out of bed. That's right. And, but you're still, like, I'm still taking the prescribed medication. Something else has happened. Maybe the, yeah, the, the, meds, are, the yeah. meds are wearing... Are doctors generally in agreement with that? Like, if you go to the doctor and say, I think this med's not working anymore, do they say, yep, we understand that happens? Well, I think... I think I, don't, I can't speak about mental health system in the city, but I have heard it's better, but it's very broken here. And, like, we don't... <clears throat> for me to get help... Like, unless you're a threat to yourself or someone else, it's very hard to get help. So oh, yeah. I've just sort of, in the past, said, if you... Now I just say, if you don't change my meds, I'll shove a knife through my hands. Change my fucking meds. <laughs> like, no, literally, like, it gets to that point because yeah. otherwise you go, like, it's a triage system like anything and you, you go down the bottom of the list and there's a guy with schizophrenia who's threatened to kill five people. So he's, he's, he's the priority. Yeah. And I know it sounds okay. selfish, but, like, I, I, know I don't, and I don't go, I'm going to shove a knife through my hand every time, but <laughs> I'll go ask for help and then it's still not working, I'm still crashing. And then by the third time, I'm just like, guys, I'm going to end up in a really bad place. Fucking, it's time to fucking help. Yeah, right. Is this just your normal GP or mental no, health specialist? No, like, GPs are pretty low to change. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because th- th- they're not really aware of the day-to-day <sighs> of it. You know, that for them, it's more, um, I'll deal with the symptoms that I see right now, not symptoms over I guess the they, last few I think weeks. Like everyone, they're risk-adverse. They don't want ch- yeah. to change something that maybe a psychiatrist has put you on. Because yeah. they're a GP, so they've gone against the specialist advice and then say, I necked myself. Well, then they've got... You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's p- probably the reason. They could, th- yes, they could do it. Right. So when you go and see someone for medication, it's a psychiatrist? Yeah, yeah, tr- yeah. Yeah, and that's very hard to get into? Like, if you ring up... Well, there's, no, psych- like there's, no, there's no psychiatrist in Hamilton. There's one yeah. in Warrnambool who's fully booked. So Hamilton's, what, 30 minutes away? Yeah. So yeah. there's no, no psychiatrist there? There is, but there is... So there is a public one that comes twice a week. Okay. So, so you know, like what Hamilton's a town of five, ten thousand. Greater Hamilton's ten thousand yeah, people. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. You know, that's that's a lot of schizophrenics in ten thousand people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. I don't mean, and I'm not criticising schizophrenics. No, here, no, no. But, but a lot of people who need their, those services. Yeah. Who are all yeah. trying to get into that on those two days. Yeah. That's right. Which is what you're yeah, ten yeah, hours yeah, or yeah, fifteen yeah, hours yeah. or something. Yeah. So yeah, so it's not easy. what what are you laughing at no 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 i'm just looking at uh looking at other questions and wondering where to to go to because yeah i I honestly need to keep it relatively light (laughs) uh but it is yeah you can edit the whole thing out if you like edit anything i want yeah (laughs) no i enjoy yeah i enjoy telling jokes about it because it's yeah, it's challenging. I enjoy yeah. telling. Right, let, let's let's just jump into your 2019 Melbourne International Comedy Festival show. You did a full yeah. hour, um, and the show you called it was called Brightside and Suicide. The the poster had 
you were holding your son, I think. Yeah. Who, who, who would have been... One. Uh, yeah, in the photo, younger. But yeah, but... Yeah, but yeah. One-ish or so. So, newborn baby boy. Um, and then you call your show Bright Side and Suicide. Yeah, because a lot of... Yeah, I, I, I guess I ended up in hospital um, uh, in the year he was born. And... Look, I don't really remember much of the day, but it clearly at some point I said to the ambulance that I didn't want to go to hospital and I don't really give a fuck mm. if I die. So that's how the suicide came about. And the bright side is obviously a kid, despite all the feces and stuff that goes <laughs> with it. And Yeah, it's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, and I guess that was a, it's an easy way to, to lead in from, uh, from the, the bright side makes the dark this is a saying that you know like if you can ease the audience in and then they're comfortable laughing and all of a sudden yeah. you start talking about deep darker because you're saying it's hard to do a, a a set of mental illness in five minutes like which is what your normal open well, mic comedy is on and off mental so illness you, sorry mental illness probably isn't as hard like but in terms of like suicide suicides oh yeah it, yes. it's really hard like, yeah i can imagine that's yeah like i, I did raw like i did raw and like you know, I did. I just well, I'm a middle-aged white male. Like yeah. I'm not like you know, like raw likes diversity. So the only thing I had different was suicide. So I just did five minutes on suicide. It went alright, but it's it's not. In five minutes, it's hard to get people laughing and believing you and and on board with you. And then I think I ended with domestic violence jokes. Right. Yeah. I think people need to know as well that um, like, like if you get up there and start doing these jokes. Especially at something like raw comedy, so it's a n national competition for amateur comedians to, to yeah. work through. So before that, you might have had someone doing ventriloquism, and then after that, you've got yeah. two people with a guitar singing songs about their grandmother. Do you know what I mean? So that yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not a full set of, of of people with mental illnesses, or they're not people are not um you know yeah warming yeah. up to that sort of comedy. So that that part of it is is really really tough. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what it is. It's a competition, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? That's so, right, yeah. But, I'll be, look, I, I decided that my point of difference is, you know, like that. So, that's what I'll go with. And So, how did it work over a full hour then? Were you happy with how you were able to... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the biggest challenge for us is, like, being so remote. Like, like yes. I don't have the stage time that a lot of people who do shows have. And that was that was harder than doing the material, I reckon. Like getting up there and telling jokes that I've told before, like, yeah, that, it's just, it's telling them to a room of three people and a, <laughs> and a couple of mice, which is what, like, amateur comedy at the comedy festival is. Like, yeah. if you don't have a name, they don't know who you it's are. It's very hard to sell tickets. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, uh, look, look, yeah. So, I mean, but look, yeah, I, enjoy, I really enjoyed the experience and, um, it went it went well and, and how many shows did you do? Ten. Ten shows. Yeah. And ran all of them. Didn't have to cancel any. Or? No, no. no? I, so gave, I gave away tickets if I had to. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, was, everybody does. And yeah. I th yeah, yeah. And I think even if I, like no one came, I think I would have just done it for the hell of it. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> just stand there with the two mics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had a you had a reviewer come in. I'll read a couple of reviews. Let me know how you if you remember these coming through. Uh, Gaylard's comedy certainly is unique, and it does an excellent job discussing some heavy topics that's hard that's hard work 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, no, that's, that, that was a very lovely thing for her to say. <laughs> I wish she'd given me more than three stars. Yeah, she did. Uh, but what made Gaylord's comedy unique was its raw and honest discussion of personal and confronting topics. He spoke frankly about his suicide attempt and his experience in a mental hospital, which is not, not your general topics of, of comedy, are they? No, no, <laughs> no. It's, 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 not, it's not a fun night, family night out with some popcorn and... Uh, but look, but I think people, I don't know about you, but I, I get bored about hearing, well, I, yeah, I mean, as, as I've said. Jokes about things that happened, you know, funny things that happened at the supermarket or a funny situation I was in when I ordered my fish and chips is, is the sort of comedy that you oh, steer just, away oh, from. It just bores the <laughs> shit out of me. I've but. just come up with two good jokes. <laughs> I'm going to write them down at the end of this. Uh, I just, I, 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 I. I guess it's the sameness of everything. Like, if you if you go listen to a night of comedy, like, how many jokes will be about internet dating, or yeah. how many jokes yeah. will be about? Well, I don't know. What, what's that? what other people say? wanking uh, or, or vaginas or dicks? Or, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's just like you all think you're talking about, but you're all talking about the same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not a good watcher of comedy, but I, like, I can I can really respect Hannah Gatsby because she speaks about. You know, she pushes the boundaries of what's funny, and yeah. I'm certainly not in her class of comedic brilliance or anything. But I, I like to think I'm trying to push the boundaries there with that sort of stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, she's probably good, good, fairly good comparison after, especially after the um, success of Nanette, which, yeah, which yeah. spoke heavily of, um, I guess, yeah, mental illness, as her battles with mental illness, but also how certain people are perceived in the comedy world, and yeah, yeah, a lot of people who've watched this would have seen. Nanette is hugely yeah, popular. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got through, I watched half of it. because yeah. <laughs> I'm hopeless watching a comedy, but yeah. but yeah. No, look, and I, I mean, I guess one like, I guess my next topic, I want to do an hour on death, like just the, uh, which is like. That's uh, going to be a tough sell too. <laughs> oh, I've got some ideas. Like, yeah. like, I, like I, I find it, like I was thinking about. It, I find it odd how like where, like our two our two options when we die are being buried six foot under the ground in a tiny box. Yeah. Or burnt to the shit out. <laughs> like I'd like to be like taxidermied and have like a coin slot in That's my head. That's an option. Yeah. yeah. And like you put two dollars in and I say something inappropriate. Like, <laughs> like three hundred years from now you're still wheeling me out at like Christmas <laughs> dinners or something. And I'm talking about the difference between men and winder and p- women and people are getting angry because it's, it's, it's views are out so out so outdated. There's no such thing as gender anymore. And how dare you know? Anyway, um, you might have to get Elon Musk onto that. I'm sure he could figure that out. I'd love to be stuffed. Yeah. Wouldn't be too hard. Be good. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Just mounted on the mantelpiece somewhere. Yeah. Inappropriate. Just grandfather. My head. You can put some horns on me if you felt like <laughs> inclined. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, try and be more lighthearted. I'll try and be. <laughs> well, we are going to get a bit more lighthearted are now. We? Um, Where were we at? We were gonna. I was gonna ask you because another reason I got you onto the Aiden Meets Interesting People podcast is because I love it when you begin a sentence with, "Have I ever told you?" <laughs> and then I've got no idea what's coming next. Oh, so neither do I. In so. the past, it's been, "Have I ever told you that um, I was in an earthquake in Indonesia and uh, <laughs> and we had to help people evacuate." And like entire villages got washed away. Uh, have I ever told you about the time I did my speech at the wedding? We gave away the live rabbit. Gave away a live rabbit. That's the second one. Um, <laughs> I never know what's coming. Yeah, I won't run out of stories. 
You know how people say, oh, that's one for the grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, probably a few. Tell me about the earthquake. Because that was actually, that's actually, that was serious. That wasn't just like, look, I've been in, a, in an earthquake that's, you know, it didn't, it didn't rattle much of where I was. It did down south of China, but not, not where I yeah, was. So, yeah. I, I mean, I can say oh, I was in an earthquake, but I was a long way away. But you were yeah, legit. Oh, oh, I, I, was in a, I was in a bar and I was halfway through a drink called the Gilly Island motherfucker. So I was on the <laughs> Gilly Islands. Yes. And the earthquake hit. And like, I'd never been in an earthquake, so I didn't really know what was happening. Right. And then the barman sort of like, we're, it was only me and a mate in the bar and then like, we've, he's on like run. So we like, gotta leave him a drink. And like, you know, and like got off and bolted into the street and like. The only time where it's probably okay to leave a, oh, a like fallen to, soldier. To, 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 be honest, to be honest, to be honest, me and my mate often joke that that was the worst cocktail we've ever had. <laughs> Okay, and man. that if the earthquake hadn't happened, we might not be here today because it was probably just, I think it was just lighter fluid and, <laughs> and, and You Iraq. drank out everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Iraq, yeah. And then like, you still didn't realise how serious it was, but then like lo locals were like wailing in tears and yeah. stuff. Because they've lived through it before, right? They know exactly. Because Gilead, it's not the first time that's been hit that place. Well, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, like yeah, the whole Indonesian archipelago well, in sits yeah. on a massive fault line so yeah um yeah no no they we sort of realized it was a bit more serious so we sort of ran back and then yeah like 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 99 percent of people are pussies like they really are like <laughs> really I, like i don't know how people went to war like because <laughs> i don't know how you could find like two million soldiers because everyone just shits himself in a crisis like yeah, yeah. You know, like I, you know, it was twenty minutes away from becoming Lord of the Flies on that joint, and the earthquake had just hit. But like, yeah, <laughs> every I, man for himself. I uh, yeah, I like there was, but yeah, there was a girl with a, I don't know if she had a broken arm or not, so I went and got her some ice, and then we yeah, we sort of helped, we got beds for people, and I remember one guy goes, oh, can you can you, I need a bed, and I'm like, yeah, we'll just walk through there where I've been walking, mate, and he's like. No, I'm too scared. Can you get it for me? It's like, this is through the hotel. Which yeah, which is like got cracks running through it and the floors lifted up and stuff. And right. it's like three stories of Indonesian quality concrete construction. So I, like, I went and got him a bed, but I'm like, what does he think? I made a rock or something? <laughs> Somehow like, I'm going to be different. And then like the next day, like we had a couple of kids with us and like we discussed it, but I mean, it was my idea and I, so, so I felt a bit responsible for it. We sort of said, do we leave today and then like just get to the other side where it's going to be chaos as people trying to evacuate Lombok? Because we don't even know what Lombok's like. Yeah. Or do we just spend another night here, wait for all the panicked hordes to go? So we spent another night on the beach. And that was probably the first time I got a bit, mainly because I felt responsible for the decision, but there was a few big aftershocks that night. And you're like, because like the earthquake yeah. itself, like once you're not in a structure, like you're pretty safe. We are safe. Like... You, Barring got, tsunami you, or something like that. that yeah. Well, that's the that, that's the fear, and an, yeah. and, a, and an aftershock can cause a tsunami. And the Gilly Islands are like about three centimeters above sea level, so right. Yeah, that sort of that was probably the only time point I had a few moments where like, have I done the right thing? So what was the what was the township or, or, or the village or whatever like in the in the daytime when you when everything calmed down? Um, lots of broken glass, lots of things. It was worse on Lombok, actually. When we got over to Lombok, 
and like those tent cities going up and those that and yeah. I actually scolded a friend because they started taking photos and like, people have lost their lives here dude. yeah not the time yeah, yeah not time to take photos my I did souvenir part of our hotel <laughs> I took tiles back <laughs> back to back to Australia oh you still got them yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so memories. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, that that was, that was. But you haven't been back there since. You don't know what it's like now. No, I don't know. I think I think look, I think a lot of the structures because they were built. So, so Indonesia loves building stuff out of concrete, but in the tourism sort of, it's Gillies is sort of like. It's 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 touristy, so they but it's sort of like there's try to maintain that beach shack. There's a lot of bamboo construction in that. Right. So I think a lot of places would have bounced back fairly quickly there. Like the hotel we were staying at wouldn't have because it was built out of concrete. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. So in that sense, uh, yeah. Like I haven't been back. And obviously, Co- oh, look, I wasn't really planning on going back to the Gillies, but yeah, only yeah. because... We You've sort of, been there. Yeah. yeah, I sort of did that trip just because... We took friends who hadn't really travelled before, so we spent a week in Bali and then a week in the Gillies, where it's you know like the real parts. I oh, like the real parts of Indonesia are like yeah, like bits of back blocks of Sumatra and Java and and places. Like much much yeah, better than Kuta Beach or something where you've just got yeah, yeah drunk, drunk obnoxious Aussies or something. You'd yeah, rather get out yeah, into the yeah, into the jungles yeah. and the uh, the you know, yeah the remote villages remote islands and, and yeah yeah. But yeah, like that, that, that's another story, I guess. The, I, yeah, the only time I've ever been caught in a rip was off Sumatra. That was, that was more terrifying than the earthquake. I really? Yeah. Yeah, because like, there's no swimming between the flags. No. <laughs> and no it was flags. actually, people think Indonesia's packed. Well, yeah, parts of it are, but Bengkulu province isn't a big province. And literally it was me, my wife, and a friend and his two like kids who wouldn't have been much older than Billy. And I went for a swim and I started to get, like, I felt myself being pulled out to sea. <laughs> and I was like... Laurie Lawrence like, no, came into your mind. Oh, and... just, yeah, I guess that, that ingrained, don't swim against it, swim to the side of it. Yeah. And I swam back in. I remember my Indonesian friend, like, they had no idea. Like, oh, big swim. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything like... I'm in thought. Maybe I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was... Yeah, that made me shit myself. <laughs> like, tell me about giving a rabbit away at your. Uh, yeah, that wasn't at, my brightest at, idea. At your wedding, I regret it now. Like, I probably should have <laughs> given my. I, I asked. I, I first five minutes of my wedding speech, I pretended to be a gorilla. Right. I didn't say a word. And. Oh, you, I, like just made gorilla noises. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I asked people to like. I asked people to name the three species of kiwi. That e- epidemic to New Zealand, right? Because there's, there's, I, I didn't realise there's, there's actually three different species. Three different ones. And then that person who got the right answer won a rabbit, a live rabbit, right, yeah. which you had in a box. Which I had in a box, and they opened up, and there was rabbit in there. <laughs> so after that, I decided I should probably uh, take up comedy rather than <laughs> right. use, use important emotional events for bonding between my wife and I as a, as a way to. Behave like Andy Kaufman. Yeah, I, I, can, I can imagine uh, the bride's father looking on with great jest. Y- yeah, he, 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 
He was stoked, particularly when I also mentioned that he looked like someone who would hang out with Rolf Harris. That was, oh, wow. Yeah. I went there. I just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, right. What was your best man's, not your best man's speech, the uh, groom's speech, really your first foray into stand-up comedy? Yeah, not a particularly good one either. <laughs> a lot of jokes fell flat. But... Uh, <laughs> I did do some nice stuff. I wrote my wife a nice poem and and that sort of thing. Right. But yeah, yeah, it was more being me being an idiot for ten minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, I've had lots of moments in life like that. Some you regret and some you don't regret, and some that aren't dull and some. Yeah, like I, I, I like to think. I'm really good in a crisis if I don't know what's coming. But then, like, the most simple shit, like having to make small talk with someone for an hour scares the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, give up. Small talk or a Gilly's, a Gilly like, Island earthquake, you'll take the earthquake. Like, you know, sometimes, like, if I'm bowed up at a pub and someone's talking about the kids or something, I'm like, you know, part of my brain goes, I hope a gunman bursts in here and after wrestling. <laughs> like, I would much rather that, like, and, you know, to, 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 get, to, to have a couple of flesh wounds... And then I get out of like the small talk. Right. I hate small talk. I just hate it. I hate it. <laughs> this just scares me about growing old. Like, it was just the trip of Tasmania around Tasmania, and like, it's just old people going to like caravan parks, and then they don't do anything but talk to each other. Like, and most people are about their caravans. Most people aren't weather. particularly interesting. So, like, <laughs> I'm not saying I am interesting. I'm just saying most people are, are even less interesting than me, potentially. And, ah, uh, oh, that's what terrifies me about getting old, is that <laughs> I'll become well, what I hate, yeah. Well, I hope that if we are in a nursing home, yeah. when we're in nursing homes, that we can tee it up so we're in the same nursing home, because... Uh, <laughs> We can kill some small talk and uh, oh. make up something else. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm just thinking about the funny stuff I've done. Like, oh, so we, can, we, can, we can just about wrap it up. I think we've, are we done? I think we're just about done. Are we? I feel like we're, yeah. Just we're done? Okay. <laughs> Unless you want to fill it with the last half with small talk. Oh, small talk. How's the weather? The weather's... Yeah. Red light district, wandering the red light district of Calcutta, and <laughs> maybe a uh, a job for a, a, a podcast for another day. But yeah. uh, Ben, thank you very much for thank coming you. on to Aiden meets interesting people. Cheers. Thank and you. Uh, all right, goodbye. Bye.